For Yahweh says, You will not see wind, neither will you see rain. Yet that valley will be filled with water, and you will drink, both you and your livestock and your other animals. This is an easy thing in the Lord's sight. 2 Kings 3, 17-18 Dear God, thank you that there is nothing too difficult for you. No one is stronger than you. No one is bigger than you. No one can solve our problems better than you. Help us learn from today's story that when you fight for us, it's not even hard for you. It's easy. Thank you for loving us and fighting for us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Second Kings, chapter 3, 3 Kings versus the Moabites. In our last story, Elijah was taken to heaven, and Elisha became the prophet. When a group of boys made fun of Elisha's baldness, he cursed them and had two bears attack 42 of the boys. In this story, we will learn how the three kings of Israel, Judah, and Edom, Go into battle against the Moabites, as inspired by Second Kings. Good morning, afternoon, and evening. It's Julia Sadler with the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. I'm so glad you're with me today. In this story, we'll hear how God used something as simple as water to save three kings and all their armies and defeat their enemies at the same time. Let's find out how he did it. Ahab's son Joram became king of Israel, while Jehoshaphat was in his 18th year as king of Judah. Joram would be king for 12 years, and he was a bad king, but not nearly as bad as his mother and father had been. He did remove the stone his father made to worship Baal, but Joram still kept up some of the same sinful practices. Now Misha was the king of Moab and raised many sheep. He had been forced by Ahab, the king of Israel, to give 100,000 sheep and the wool of 100,000 rams to the king. So when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel because he was tired of giving his sheep and wool away. Joram then gathered his soldiers in Israel to prepare for war. He also sent messengers to Jehoshaphat and asked, Since the king of Moab has rebelled against me, will you help me in the battle against him? Jehoshaphat agreed and asked, What is the best way to go in order to attack them? Joram answered, We will go through the desert of Edom. So the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom marched for seven days, there wasn't much progress. Not only that, they had run out of water for their armies and all of the animals, and they became very thirsty. The king of Israel cried out, This is awful. 
the Lord called us three kings to be defeated by the Moabites. Jehoshaphat then asked, Wait, is there a prophet of the Lord that lives here? Maybe we can ask the Lord through a prophet. One of the servants of the king of Israel answered, Yes, actually, Elisha, the servant of Elijah, is here. So the three kings then decided to go see Elisha. Elisha saw them and said to the king of Israel, Go away, consult your fake prophets back home. The king of Israel replied, No way, we are not leaving. God called us three kings only to let the Moabites defeat us. Elisha said, Listen, since Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, is here and I respect him, bring me a harp player. The harp player arrived and played, and then the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. Elisha said, The Lord says to dig ditches all over. Now you won't hear wind or see the rain, but the valley will fill up with plenty of water. You will not go thirsty. God will also hand over Moab to you. You will level the cities and ruin their fortifications and springs and fields. And so, the next morning, at about the same time the morning sacrifice was offered, water came, poured in from Edom, and filled the valley. Word began to spread among the Moabites that the kings had come to fight them. So anyone who was able to put on armor came out and waited at the border to defend themselves. Early in the morning, as the sun was shining on the water, it appeared like the water was red, like blood. So much so that the Moabites said, this is blood. The only explanation is that the three kings slayed each other. Let's go take what we can from the dead bodies. The Moabites went, and as they approached the camp of the Israelites, the Israelites seemed to come out of nowhere and fought and defeated the Moabites. And as Elisha had said, they leveled and destroyed the cities. The king of Moab retreated with his remaining 700 men, hoping to get past the king of Edom to safety. They were unable to. So the king of Moab took his oldest son, the one to be king after him, and offered his son as a sacrifice. And Israel returned back home. Whoa, God is so clever, isn't he? The Bible is filled with stories about God winning battles for his people, each a little different. That's because God wants to teach us something new about himself each time. In this story, the king of Moab rebelled against Israel. So Jehoram, the king of Israel, teamed up with King Jehoshaphat of Judah and the king of Edom to stop the rebellion. Now these three kings knew that if they marched straight to Moab, there would be a huge fight and they might lose. So they decided to be super sneaky. That way, no one in Moab would see them until they were right there. The kings and all their soldiers, horses, and servants started marching toward Moab through the hot, dry desert. First, they went left. Then they went right. Then left again. Then right. And another right. And another right. And, uh-oh. They'd been out in that hot, dry desert being so super sneaky for so long that they ran out of water. Now, King Jehoram of Israel was a lot like his mom and dad. 
Ahab and Jezebel. And just as the king of Moab was rebelling against him, he was rebelling against the Lord in his heart. He didn't worship the false god Baal as his parents did. Still, Jehoram had done many terrible, horrible, awful things. So when they ran out of water, he started to cry, Oh no! And the king wailed. The Lord brought the three of us out here in the desert to die. His boo-hoos got louder and louder. Stop it, King Jehoshaphat said. We'll just ask the Lord what to do. He'll help us. King Jehoshaphat loved God and trusted that God would give them the help they needed. And he was right. It turns out the Lord's prophet Elisha was nearby. So the kings went to ask Elisha to talk to God for them. Aren't you glad we don't have to find someone else to talk to God for us? You can talk to God anytime you want just by praying. He always wants to hear from you. And when God heard from these three kings, he said, This is easy. Dig a bunch of big holes and then sit back and watch. I'll take care of you, your soldiers, your horses, and your servants. Then I'll even fix your Moabite problem. So the kings went out and dug the holes. That night, there was no wind, there was no rain, no storm, but in the morning, all those holes were filled with water. There were even enough for everyone to have a drink. And when those Moabites heard the kings of Israel, Judah, and Edom were coming, I guess they hadn't been so sneaky after all, they looked out and saw those huge puddles, but they thought they were filled with blood, not water. Aha, we're winning, the Moabites said, and they ran right into the three kings and their armies who fought and won the battle easily. Now, what can we learn about God in this story? Well, in the Bible, water does two important things. It cleans and it quenches thirst. Remember Noah and the flood? People had become so simple that God gave the whole world a bath to make it clean again. Baptism is another kind of bath that helps us understand how God makes us sparkly clean on the inside. When the three kings drank the water God put in the big holes, it saved them. But the next day they were thirsty again. Jesus said he was the living water, and anyone who drinks the water he gives will never be thirsty again. You see, God can fill the empty holes in our hearts with his living water. The same water that cleans us on the inside from our sins. For him, it's easy. I'm so happy you joined me today. Come back next time to find out how Elisha's miracles point to something so much bigger than he even realized. Remember, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. Enjoyed the podcast? Leave a review to help other parents discover us and spread the gospel around the world. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more inspiring stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today.
Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.